Oh. Look at little Goblin Jr. Gonna cry? I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Into the Superverse. Uh, We got a doozy for you today. It's the third Spider-Man in our Spider-Man rewatch. Oh, yeah. You, You know it. You love it, maybe, kind of, maybe, or you hate it more likely than love it, but you can't deny that this movie is one with a lot to talk about. Let's, let's say that. I'd like to come out clean right off the bat please, and say that I really enjoyed the first 90, 80 minutes of it, 80, Mm -hmm. 80-ish minutes of the movie well, what, thought like it was a, a great movie a little until bit over that halfway point. through yeah what's the i want to know you know where, where did that switch flip the venom yeah it's too much yep, yep. i'm gonna talk about it but for sure uh there's yeah i mean you guys know the deal uh if you've seen spider-man 3 honestly if you ha- even if you haven't seen spider-man 3 you've probably heard about it or you've seen the memes there is a lot crammed into the two hours and 10 minutes of this movie. I just made that, I just made that time up. I think it's around that length, but it just, it impresses me every time I see it. There's a point where I, they introduce you to Venom and then I forget that Venom exists until later in the movie. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you though. It, there's a lot of strong stuff, but we will have a lot to break down as we go through. Um, Right off the bat, cool credits once again. Yep. I love that they include like a recap in the credits. I love it. It's so good. Brings everyone up to speed. Yeah, I mean, they they like... I, I just love how they do that. And it's consistent across all three movies. And it's just super cool. It's a nice touch. It makes these movies feel like a bit more special. This really starts off quickly, doesn't it? Like, just in terms of plot. Well, and it introduces two, technically all three villains in the first, like, ten minutes. Yeah. Harry luckily figures out the goblin's steam Yeah, somehow. I got a question about that. Is that the first time that he's using it? Or is it like, assume. oh, he's been using it, and he's been, like, going out on the prowl or something? I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't know it was something you had to keep doing. Well, that's what I don't know. Like, is it like cryo? Is it cryogenics? Is like when you make when you go into like a freezing yeah, cold. Yeah. Is it like that? You have to keep doing it. Honestly, that's that feels like it could be a thing because all this like steam bullshittery. Maybe it like just leaves your body after a while. But I well the, you the sweat reason it I out. honestly, if you're in that suit all the time. The reason I asked is because... We okay, have but this, his suit is well, cool. Sorry. His, like, look oh. is... I like how they upgraded it. Oh, yeah. No, he's he's got, like, they a really cool modernized arsenal. It. Yeah, it's not Power Rangers villain looking this time. The reason I ask, because, like, the confrontation that Harry and Peter have at the beginning of this, you know, they, they talk and it doesn't go very well. And then pretty much instantly, Harry starts coming after Peter... And I didn't know, 
the the timeline between the end of the second movie and now I always thought it was a much longer period of time than it actually is cuz later they mentioned that Harry's dad died 2 years ago. Yeah. And I thought it was like 4 or 5 years. So I'm a little confused about like the nature of you know like how how often have they been seeing each other? I mean, like, Mary Jane's almost on her second fiance. Yeah. There's I I don't it doesn't quite like sync up to me, but whatever. I mean, that doesn't really matter. Everyone in this movie is insane. Um, but yeah, so they Harry becomes goblin. Let's just assume that that's when he becomes sure. goblin. That's, that puts him over the edge. Um, and that's why he like goes after Peter then, because he's like all amped up. And then we see a rocket launch of venom. Do we ever get an explanation of how that venom ended up in the park? It just like poofs while they're like sitting on their web, their web it's like of lines. Isn't it? I think a meteor just hits. Yeah, but like, I don't know. No explanation. I mean, I don't, I don't know much about Venom beyond like what we see in the other movies. I'm, I don't know. I don't. I feel like it would have been too much for them to try to give an explanation. I guess I feel like they could have just had it like come out of a lab or something. It was just like literally like a ball of light. I guess went it, into the it park. Yeah. It's supposed to be like an alien thing, but for this, it didn't... This was like barely even Venom. It doesn't matter. Like, Venom was not a character in this movie, so... I mean, through I think through Eddie Brock. Well, kind of. I just And think, like, like, it changes the person... Or amplifies the personality. I guess after having seen Venom, I'm like, this, this is well, like yeah, a character in its own right. And I feel like that's like more like of a comic thing. Like, it's supposed to be like... Yeah. Its own thing, not just Eddie Brock um, being edgy. Yeah, and then they also introduce Sandman shortly after this. But I have some notes before that, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, My, my a bunch of my early notes were just like, wow, like we are really just, we're getting right into it. Yeah, like you said, we introduce three villains and we just kind of get the ball rolling real quick, which is fair. I mean, we don't need another introduction. We do yeah. where we're at. We get the Harry Peter scene really soon. Yeah. Which is a cool fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, I, I really like that. My, my only like qualm with it, I was like, this comes out of nowhere. Like it's so, it's so soon in the movie, but it's really well done. And you, it's fun watching these so close together. Cause you can see how far the CG comes. Oh my gosh. This movie is like leaps and bounds ahead of like the first movie for this sure. Movie it's re- only like six years later. Yeah. It has a really good CG. Like, it still holds up. I had some notes about that, too. Yeah, I really enjoyed the look of this movie. Yeah. Like, Sandman, if executed poorly, could have aged like shit. And it's not, like, the best still, but, like, it is... It doesn't take me out of it at all. No. So, props to the CGI department on this one. However, do you remember when Spider-Man almost decapitated Harry? (laughs) Yeah. The, when he clotheslined him? Yes. Yeah, that was, like, brutal, but also, like, slapstick comedy. I mean, I agree. I love... I actually really liked this whole scene and yeah. fight. Um, but he literally almost decapitated him. <laughs> He's lucky that he put that web where he did. Well, what else you got early? Because I, I just have, like, some pretty pretty generic notes. I do have a... I, I have a couple of things about Sandman. I have a Sandman so. note next. I, I don't have a note. I have a lot. I underlined let's, a lot. Let's go. Of questions about how he was able to get into this, like, scientific facility where they're, like, 
doing what? Lord knows. And he just hops a fence and just pops in there. Well, I have an answer for this because I was asking myself the same thing. I've always wondered what the hell is going on. Like separating molecules? Yeah, so it's supposed to be like a particle accelerator. Just in the middle of Central Park or wherever they are. Rutgers. Well, I don't know. I I think he's somewhere too close to New York City for any of this stuff to be happening. But I He's in the city. Yeah, which is wild. Sandman's original origin, I read, was he fell into a, or stumbled across a nuclear test site in Savannah, Georgia. And of course, this was at the time, you know, you could say that, yeah, sure, there were nuclear tests going on somewhere. There's no reason for anything nuclear to be happening in New York, so they had to adjust. And apparently the novelization... (laughs) Gives a bit more context of what's going on. That's not really true, though. There is, like, nuclear sites. Well. Not, like, bombs, but, like, I think that's what it was energy. in the comics. It was bombs. Well, yeah. I don't know. The, uh, I was, I was tickled by the fact that the novelization had the, the scientists that were running the experiment. They were, like, their own characters. And they were concerned about this project being weaponized by the government. I was like, what, <laughs> what is this subplot? terrible like there's no follow-through by these scientists they're like oh yeah it's fine like what is this what kind of experiment is this where you're not like being 100 percent sure that it's clear even right. if someone said something you're not going to check or like not a single camera like on the outskirts of the facility yeah like if this wasn't also somewhere... why are they doing it in the middle of the night none of this makes any sense if it wasn't someone like flint marco then they would have really been in trouble. <laughs> like if They if are it, in trouble. He's not doing good things. He's robbing places. Well, I'm saying like... He's they don't, murdered like They don't know where people. he went. And it's like, that's a problem. But if it was like some rando or like a kid fell in there... Oh, like you know, they could get sued. Right. I, no one gives a shit because of this guy. I mean, the police are probably like, uh... <laughs> now we'll never catch him. I... So I think, um, to me, Flint Marco... And the Sandman plot is probably, like, one of the stronger, like, personal things. Like, it's a really good, like, heart. But it's, like, kind of downplayed in, like, the story of Spider-Man. Like, no one remembers him. Yeah. And it's... I don't really remember it being, like, advertised when they were, like, doing the pre-trailers for Spider-Man 3. Because I didn't see this movie until, like, recently. Like, I didn't see it when it came out. I saw the trailer and I thought that Topher Grace was supposed to be like another version of Tobey Maguire, yeah. like another Peter Parker, like, because I think they look so much alike and I think it's weird that they had them in the movie together. I like still don't see that, but other people do. So I, that's just. So I'm allowed to have that opinion. <laughs> we just. <laughs> because we, other people no, have we, corroborated. We talked, we talked about this before. No. And I was like, well. I was just making sure that I wasn't. I, I'm the insane one because I can't see it. I think we've established I'm the insane one for not loving Tobster. And I think that this movie proves oh, why well, Tobster sucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a little bit. Um, but my only other thing on, on Flint is I do wish uh, his plot had a bit more time to shine because it totally got overpowered by everything else. And I wish they had done a bit more showing than telling on his backstory. Because right. it was very much just like, like okay, you're a thief. Yeah, you're a thief. You escaped from jail. 
you have a sick daughter. Well, I mean, we see that, but... Also, I, what happens with the daughter? Does she get money? I want to know this. I hope so. Because, I mean, she clearly, like, she needs help. I, I kind of wish they had, had like, um, Peter, like, try to do something about I know, like, fundraise or something. But Peter's a selfish asshole. He's not going to do shit. <laughs> sure is. That would have been a good Literally, way... Literally, Harry would have been more likely to do something. That would have been a good way to, like, at the end of the movie, have him show some growth. But does he do... have growth? No. Not that we see. Anyway, God, I hope he... I hope in the, in the universe, as it continues after this... He, he grew a little bit because he needed to. Um, also, the movie tries to fool us not once but twice that Harry dies. And the first time is when he loses his memory. And I was wondering if his accident affects his gobbiness or vice versa. Does his gobliness affect you know, what happens in the accident. I know Mary Jane makes a comment about how the scar, like, almost completely disappeared so quickly, and maybe that's, like, the goblininess. But oh. I was just wondering how that, like, played into what happened or more, like, the, the memory loss and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I would love to, to get some perspective on, like, how the goblin serum, like, messes with your body. But I'm, I'm sure it, it either... It, it made it easier for him to lose his memory, but I also think, given, like, the scar and stuff, he recovered it a lot faster than he would have without it. I don't know. Uh, the memory loss thing is, like, so crazy. It's a... Like, it doesn't... The, the timeline... Well, because they clarify it, I guess, kind of. They said it's short-term memory loss, but then he doesn't remember two years. Like, what are we working with here? Yeah. He doesn't know where he lives. How- the, the timeline is not true. Oh, no, you said seven years. That's I, was, what, I thought it was way longer, but no, yeah. no. I don't know. But hey, I will say... It's it, just foggy, I it, think. Yeah. And uh, I know James Franco, the, the person, is a real piece of shit. But I really enjoy him in this movie. I had a similar note that... Um, James Franco is, like, on another level of acting in this movie than everyone else, except for maybe Kirsten Dunst, but... He, he is, I mean, and it, it makes me, like, sad when he gets his memories back, because I'm like, this dude's just having a good time. I know. And it's, like, a flashback to, like, I guess, like, maybe what things would have been like if Peter wasn't Spider-Man or... Like, it actually shows Harry being a good person, which is kind of a retcon from the first movie, because... I think we're led to believe that Harry was not a good person. And it's like he reveals his cards in the first movie. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's like the the bump on the head was more than just the memory loss. Yeah. Um, is it a bad look for Pete to be happy about the memory loss? Because he's um, like giddy. Uh, and I get why. Like it makes his life a lot better. But it's rough. I think it's like, my dad died, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Which I actually don't think that's how he responded in the moment. Like the flashback no, of him being I know, like, but it was yeah. very funny. Um, but I do think, um, what's his name? Tobey Maguire is doing a lot of, like, smiley acting in this movie. Like, he smiles during a lot of, like, sad parts. And, like, I don't know. He just... 
He's doing a lot of weird smiles, and I don't... It makes me uncomfortable. I would never argue that Tobey Maguire is the best actor in any of the movies in this trilogy, but he is certainly gunning for last place in this one. He is just like... I, I hesitate to even be like he's not putting in any effort, because he's putting in some sort of effort, but it's like the wrong thing that he's doing in every scene. There's, I think that fame went to Tobey Maguire's I mean, oh, head. I, you know, watch uh, watch Molly's Game if you haven't. Exactly. And you can kind of get an analog to the kind of person that he is off screen. I feel like there's been other accounts of him not being a cool dude. Oh, for sure. So, he, yeah, he was all over the place. But as far as him um, being happy about the memory loss... I mean, I think, you know, this this movie doesn't give us any idea of, like, I Peter's conscience is askew. But I do kind of get, like... Yeah, he, I'm like, like I, that was kind of a right. genuine question. Like, it like, feels bad, I, but I'm also like, I would probably feel the same way. Yeah, it's like, okay, there was no way out of this situation for either of them. Because, like, that's, that's... They clearly were never going to be able to overcome that between them so then uh, an act of god comes along and all of a sudden we're temporarily yeah um and then like the other thing that like really just starts to like grind my gears about i'll just keep saying peter parker instead of toby mcguire but like all of his like toxic positivity and like good vibes to like mary jane i'm just like Oh my god, how is she putting up with this? So, a while ago, um, we were having a conversation about like the nature of Peter and MJ's relationship through these movies. And Molly was kind of making the point that... He's like, a bad partner. Peter is, yeah, and he is. And there were some disagreements happening, but I think, like, the other two movies, okay. Like, I feel like there could be cases made, like, they were kind of rocky, but Peter wasn't being a, a huge dick. He well, was they were kind of like together, right? In the other two movies, he made just like when you know. But yeah, they, his wishy washiness was yeah. like its worst. This movie, he is an asshole, and I don't know how anyone could watch this and come away thinking otherwise. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I have notes throughout about him just being a piece of shit. Um, He's completely oblivious. To all of her issues. He never asks her any follow-up Doesn't questions. say, how are you doing? How's your job? Doesn't He never apologizes for anything. Oh, absolutely not. not. He's once. Spider-Man. It, it's so bad. And I wish that we had gotten like a bit more... I mean, he kind of gets... He does get his comeuppance, kind of. But MJ gets back later. I wanted to like... I needed to see him kind of reckon with it more than he actually did i feel like he's he's never held accountable for how he treats mary jane and honestly how he treats harry like and everybody it's in all the all this movie does to reconcile is big oh he got rid of venom so like now it's good but i was tracking it not like tracking it but like i was paying attention to it in this movie and one, he's definitely doing all of that stuff before Venom's even, like, in the picture. And then, two, they make a very clear point of saying that Venom amplifies their personality traits. Especially aggression, but, like, I think that that's 
different than how myself and probably a lot of other people interpret Venom where it's like, oh, it's a different personality. It makes you like a bad person. But it's like, it very specifically was like, it enhances your characteristics. And it's, it's just so hard to watch Peter be so full of himself. It's just deeply unenjoyable. One thing that I did find really enjoyable, we were talking about the CGI, but like the Sandman's birth scene where he's like first coming to life as the Sandman is honestly so beautiful. They have a great score underneath of it. And that's like the best CGI because they're literally in that, um, the the thing, the pit, the pit. So like, it's very like self-contained, but it's like really beautiful how he's like trying to stand up and like getting his bearings. Like it is literally like a, a little doe being born scene or something. It is. It's so good. And I, I was shocked that, um, that like stayed in the movie because the, the sense that I get kind of long. Yeah, it is. And the sense that I get in this production was like, I mean, Venom was not Sam Raimi's call. He did not, he was not interested in that shit at all. That was one of the Sony producers was like, you're going to put Venom in this because the, the fans want to see Venom. Sam Raimi wanted to do Vulture as a third villain. And I think it would have been a very different movie. So things like that seem like very much like Sam Raimi having like a very, you know, that's his like creative control being flexed. Um, so I was, I was happy that he still got some stuff like that to remain in. Yeah. Um, I'm ping-ponging around from good things and bad things sure. back to a bad thing. That's, that's what this movie does. <laughs> yes. Um, another terrible person and terrible entrance, Topher. Mm. A.K.A. Eddie Brock. I forgot how he was introduced in this. Also, it just makes me like so, so, so loved um, Tom... Hardy even yeah, more yeah. seeing this little shit <laughs> like he start he's introduced by like taking pictures of his uh we're led to believe girlfriend they went on one coffee date he's telling a- her dad that they're dating and taking pictures of her almost dying he is like and I I also forgot like when he's like I have I have this girl that I want to marry and then she's like giving him shit because she's like what are you talking about like we're not even and um, like he's an insane person and they like don't really say that they kind of make him seem like a normal person yeah they do and like almost that we should feel bad for him yeah they definitely like they they made the wrong calls if we're supposed to think of him as like this like tragic figure because he makes a lot of assumptions he is, yeah, he's in weirdly a happy mood when his girlfriend is on the brink of death. And he, like, fakes the picture. I'm like, if, if, if it was supposed to be something like, oh, Venom's, well, I guess not. Like, Venom's not changing him, because like you said, he's, like, already a dick. And Venom is just... Amplifying yeah. it. Yeah. Although, I, I will say, like, he, like, clearly is a different Venom than, like, the Spider-Man Venom. So, mm. I don't know what exactly that means but um but you know who has a sweet arc at the paper betty oh yeah yeah she does i i really like the uh the daily bugle scenes in this i know we didn't get as many in this which is a shame but i do like the stuff that we get with jjj trying to like manage his blood pressure (laughs) that's 
I, I could just watch like everyone stands up characters. for Peter. I was actually rooting for Peter in that moment. The one time. Yeah, I mean, I just it's nice kind of following along all the progression that's happening there. And uh I guess it, this really does confirm that the mention of Eddie I think in like the first was was it the first or second movie? There's like a one-off line where they mention oh, yeah. it, but that's the second movie. No. Different Eddie. I think it's the second movie. I think it was too, yeah. Um, okay, Peter is a bad boyfriend. That's where I'm at again. I'm okay. just coming back to it. Is this the uh, restaurant scene? No, no. Where are we at? This is the parade or whatever. Mm, okay. Key to the city. Well, did you have more stuff about Gwen Stacy, I guess? Um, not particularly. Um, other than that, I sometimes forget that Price Gwen Stacy is in this. I also, I saw Bryce Dallas Howard in the credits, and I was like, oh, who's who's she playing? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, right, we have Gwen Stacy. Like, I don't well, know. Actually, I thought it was just one scene. I thought it was just the the bar scene. Yeah. I forgot that we have this uh, almost falling out of a building scene. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about her character in this. I mean, I, I don't know do much. I do her dirty. Yeah. I don't know much about Gwen Stacy as a character, um, so I don't I don't have any like comparison to make from the comics. But this doesn't this doesn't seem right. <laughs> I mean, it's very different than like the Emma Stone version. Yeah. Um, well, so sh- they show her in class first, mm-hmm. answering a question correctly, looks at Peter and smiles. Um, so then, she's smart, right? But <laughs> like, right, and then we have her like doing the modeling thing, and then. Later, which I'll get to that scene later, but Peter's like, she's, that's like not even her best. Oh, She's like, she's my lab partner. And let me tell you, it's not her best subject. Basically calling her stupid. And I was so furious at his audacity. I I didn't even write a note about it. So I'm bringing it up now, but I'm at his first, not his first, but one of his early shitty moments at the parade. Is that where you are? Yeah, let's 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 talk about the parade. So first, he greets um, Mary Jane, where she has just been like embarrassed beyond belief. Really shitty Broadway scene with the directors, which was kind of comical in its own way the for directors. the audience. That was like they're like, oh, sweetie. It's a different movie. <laughs> Do you think she took them up eventually on saying that she was ill? I hope so, honestly. Why would you not want to soften that blow? Um, and then, so he does, doesn't ask her how she's doing, is only there to talk about how Spider-Man's going to make his great entrance. And I think it's so shitty and, like, such a big ego for Spider-Man to even show up to this kind of event. The whole idea of Spider-Man is that he doesn't do it for, like, a key to the city. Like, he's a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Peter Parker in this is not friendly. No. Actually, I just keep having ideas on like what I would have done to make this movie better. And what I would have liked to see is that, you're right, he shouldn't be doing this to want the key to the city or want people to celebrate him or whatnot. Like, it's, he's like, in it for the wrong thing. I think right? it's fine for him to internally be like, oh, I hate that people don't like me. Like, yes. I think that's a good plot. You know, you know what I want is, especially if they were going to go ahead with a fourth movie after this, which was the plan, have something happen... Where everyone does hate Spider-Man. Like, have him do something under the Venom influence where it's like, okay, 
your key to this city is re- is revoked. Fuck you. Like, J. Jonah Jameson starts firing off, like, front page yeah. zingers. Like, I... It feels wrong somehow to have everybody be like, we love Spider-Man. There's, there's got to be more... I mean, I don't even mind them being like, we love Spider-Man. Like, I just... I hate that he is so egomaniacal, I guess. His attitude is just so bad. And then he takes it one step further and is like, yeah, I'll kiss this woman that's not my girlfriend. Even Why? Okay, I, Why? fine. Like, he's playing a character as Spider-Man, but, like, no one asked him to do that. Well, I guess they were cheering for it, but, like... But, like, why? You don't... That's not who Spider-Man is. You're not a, a romantic character in a movie. Um, I mean, obviously in this movie, but... Like, there's a kid know. There's a kid in the front row that says, don't do it. The only one there with a, with a good head on his shoulders. And then he, Peter straight up gaslights Mary Jane about this. Yeah. And, and then the worst part is, which they like talk around it, like they don't say it explicitly, but like Peter knows her. So it's not just like, oh, Spider-Man, the character is, you know, kissing this random woman that he saved. Peter knows her. Yeah. And his, like, lab partners with yeah. her. Peter's like, oh, yeah, this hot girl smiled at me in class, so let me let me kiss her real quick. But it's fine, because I'm Spider-Man. Like, and I think Mary Jane is beyond cool about it. Like, she doesn't even come after him for it. Until, like, he starts being, like, super shitty. Yeah, but, like, like, unbelievable. Like, she doesn't come in hot at that dinner being, like, what the fuck, like. And, like, she should, because, like, come on. And he thinks he's not in the wrong... Ay, ay. There's my evidence. So, okay. So we go from the parade and then we get some Sandman action here. Um, and then we get, uh, so I guess, do they... Uh, Are you, like, the police scene? Yes. With Sandman? Yeah. yeah. So I also forget that George Stacy is in this movie so much. And I love the actor that plays him. That's the James chief. Cromwell. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why he's so involved in this case. I, I guess because it, it involves, like, an escaped prisoner. I, I guess so, yeah. Seems like a hot-button issue. They're like, you know, Ben, and we're like, does the chief of police know Uncle Ben and his I, case? I intimately? guess, I guess. It actually seems like, I thought he, yeah, he was pretty involved with that plot, but I think there was supposed to be more of him in this, because apparently there was a And a his cut, opinion on Spider-Man. His, more of his opinion on Eddie Brock. Because there's supposed uh, to be a scene where Gwen dumps Eddie and then, like, he gets into an argument with uh, her dad, like, at their house or something, which seems that that tracks to yeah. me. Yeah. But um, it's it's strange seeing these characters because, obviously, um, Gwen and her dad are such a big focus of the amazing Spider-Man movies. Right. I like that they... I actually, like the level that they introduced him and connecting it to her was good. Um, Like that first scene and then him coming back. Like I could definitely see how they were going to incorporate the Stacys in the next movie. Do you think she would have gotten killed if they kept doing more of these in this universe? It's weird though, because that would have had to mean that their relationship continues. Yeah. I don't know because he's like, with Mary Jane again at the end. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know what they would have done, but that would have been like so dumb to like then break them up right. again. Yeah. I don't think they could have done that. 
Unless Mary Jane died. Yikes. Maybe but I feel like been... that's more rare for Mary Jane to uh, Yeah, I think so. The Gwen Stacy one, that's, that's a classic. Maybe he had to pick. Oof. I mean... That would have been rough. Also, like, for all I know, the ending could have been different if they had had, like, a fourth movie, like, locked and loaded. But did they think that they were going to have a fourth movie? I, you know, I think, they, I think they did. Yeah. So, I guess not. Although the end of this movie was very, like, clean, and I really liked actually how it... Um, coincided with the end of the first movie, like at the funeral with yeah. the voiceover. Yeah. It does It does make me sad that we never got a fourth one because I know that's like Sam Raimi like really wanted to do a fourth one. We've been like teasing Dr. Connors for three movies now. That would have been so cool. Like, because <laughs> this is his most, he's most present in this. Would have been shocking actually. Yeah. They also could have, like, done something with him and Venom since he was the one. Yeah. Like, they could have mm. saved Venom for the fourth movie with Dr. Connors. Although, I guess that's like, goes against that plot, but... Still, that'd be interesting. I just... And I also like the actor that plays Dr. Connors, so it makes me sad that we didn't get him, like, more of a starring role. I think he would have been a very good villain. Yeah, he's kind of mean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Peter deserves it. Oh, for sure. He's the only <laughs> one that tells it to him straight. How do we feel about the, um... Flint Marco killing Uncle Ben thing. The retcon, kind mm-hmm. of. Um, I don't like it. It's against his character, like the character that we get to know. And they like kind of explain it better at the end. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know why he, like, it actually had to be him. I feel like they could have found out that it was still the other guy the whole time. And then like I, double whammy for Peter. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt like they were like, all right, we have this guy. He's got a kind of sad backstory. How do we wrap him up more emotionally? Um, but it, it seems. Was he basically like, I shot the gun like, cause I jumped. Like, yeah, kind no, of? he said it was an accident. Like he, yeah. was, he had the gun on him and then. He, like, flinched. Yeah. Which is, like... I, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I... As far as, like, it's kind of... I don't like the idea. They executed it, like, okay. Yeah, they needed a reason for Spider-Man to care about him. Yeah. So, and as a means to an end, it worked. So, it just... It, I don't know. It just seems like it, it kind of cheapens the scene in the first movie. And that's, like, such so a too. crucial part of, like, his character. But, whatever. I guess it doesn't matter that much. And do you know what a good partner looks like? Mary Jane coming to check on Peter, despite being furious at him for being an asshole, because she knew that he would be very upset about the new information that he learned. And her wanting to be there for him. Yeah. Insane. She extends such, like... She's way too good... Him. Which he's an asshole to her in this scene. And honestly, in this scene, I'm like not jumping down his throat for it because I do think like it's very valid for him to like be in a really bad emotional place that he's like even rejecting Mary Jane. I just mean like she's showing him what a good partner mm-hmm. is. And he does not reciprocate. I mean, I, I do think like he's obviously being horrible to her, but I'm like not as angry at his response in this scene as he is like on any other given day with right. her. <laughs> when he's, like, not, like, deep in grief. Um, so we get the 
the symbiote fuses with the suit, and then we get this cool fight scene with Sandman in the subway tunnel. Quick question. How are there two suits? I guess, I mean... (laughs) Well, doesn't he, like... Hold on, is there a scene in this where he, like, opens his closet and there's, like, multiple suits? Or is it just one suit hanging in one of the He has, like, the colored one in the box. Or, like, the black one in the box. Like... Yeah. There was... I'm pretty sure there was only one that turned black and then, like, he then also magically had another one. I think he has... I, that seats. makes sense that he is a spare. That's that, I've just always kind of assumed that he's got multiple. He's, he's breaking his mask in every movie multiple times. Oh, I was yeah. like, there's no way that you don't have a stockpile ready to go. The black suit looks pretty cool. And I do really like this fight scene in the subway tunnels. Yeah, um, it's cool. Really cool. Like, I don't know. I don't think subway tunnels look like this. Uh, that was really deep. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I don't know. But... Um, I like the sound design. Like, there's, like, no sound except, like, the subway going by. And, you know, he, he slams his face into the side of the train and starts, like, eroding away Sandman's face. And really, the mud. Yeah. And uh, that's another note. When I was talking about, like, Sam Raimi still getting some fun and creative control with this. Um, there's, like, a series of shots when Spider-Man is ripping the nuts or bolts off of that water main, mm-hmm. and each time one flies off, it like zooms in on Sandman's face, and there's like a pew sound, and it's like, burr, burr. and I'm like, this is so goofy, but I I just I enjoy it because it has a lot of personality. And Aunt May is like, why would Spider Man kill someone? Spider Man doesn't do that. Yeah. So I kind of maybe thought that she had an intuition about. I think Peter she Bean. does. But you don't... I feel like... I think she was saying to him, how could you do that? Like, you're not a killer. It seemed kind of soft, though, if, if I was actually... I mean, it is Aunt May, but that's basically him being like, yeah, I killed somebody. Yeah. And she took that very well. Because I think that she personally is like... I mean, I'm not really that pressed either way if he's dead. <laughs> more, I think she's more upset and disappointed that mm-hmm. Spider-Man, a.k.a. Peter, would do that. Yeah, yeah. That is true. I think that Landlord has a great arc. Oh, yeah. A wonderful um, coming back to him because... I don't... Was he in the second one? Or he's only in the second one. He's not in the first one. Yeah. Um, love that. And that he's just like... He's just having a bad day. He he's good a boy. good boy. Yeah. Really gives him the benefit of the doubt. And I will say he was right. Because Peter does... Um, Peter takes accountability with him. Yeah. He does. He won't apologize to MJ. I mean, he, he just... Apologize to I will say life. he is trying to apologize to MJ. But he doesn't even know what he's apologizing for. Like, he never actually apologizes for the thing that he did yeah things yeah (laughs) oh i don't know if we're at the uh dinner scene yet oh i'm way past that i can't that was my trial okay i presented my evidence i only have one comment about that and that is which bruce campbell cameo is the best one because he was very funny as the the host at the french restaurant i think yeah sure yeah yeah I mean, 
It's tough competition. He really stands out in all of these. My favorite is Coach Boom. Yes. It, you know, if you, uh, if you haven't listened to our Sky High episode, be sure to check that out if you don't get that rep. Because we didn't actually, like, note that it was him when we were talking about it. We never did, did we? But I we're meant We're doing to. it now. <laughs> I meant to. So this is, a, this is a postscript. This might be my favorite uh, cameo of his. It's just, he's so... We get the most of him. Yeah. And when he, uh, what does he do to get the, uh, person to, like, bring over, like, a notepad or something? He, like, blows a whistle and someone shows up oh, with... Oh, yeah, with a <laughs> pen. so funny. Okay, sorry. I just had to jump back to that. It was very important. I'm at the kitchen mm. scene. Doing the twist? Yeah. Which, I actually think this is a really cute scene. It actually shows them having chemistry, whereas in the first movie, I didn't feel like they had any chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I do think they've like completely changed Harry's character. I mean, and I guess we can blame the the head bump, but either that or it was just a straight up retcon, and they're like, "Oh, okay, we didn't do a good job of presenting them as friends." So yeah, they here's did, an opportunity. They this movie they really established that him and Peter have been have like a true friendship that has at least dated back through high school, um, and that MJ like is genuine friends with Harry outside of, like, Peter or even outside of dating him. They almost kind of, like, pretended like they hadn't dated, Mm -hmm. um, which I think would have been better um, if they hadn't in the first one. Agreed. And James Ring is doing a lot of eyebrow acting. He really is. But I do think he's giving a master class performance, especially when he has the coffee with uh, Peter. Yes. How's the pie? <laughs> so good. Well, and like when he turns around and like styles and winks, I'm like, That's a classic. Dog. That's a classic. So, yeah. Okay. So, but yes, James Franco is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, to be clear. Saying. So, yeah, we have this kitchen scene and then I guess um, pretty soon after that, he... Uh, does he, does he remember that he's goblin? So Mary Jane is like, I have to go. I shouldn't have kissed you because I'm actually a good partner. Right. And then he has like. Then he starts drinking. Sees, sees Willem Dafoe in the mirror. Yeah. Okay. And then she's getting home, is going to forgive Peter and then bam. Yeah. Right. Okay. I, the chain of events was moving very quickly <laughs> with also, this, all this drama. This is beginning the downhill of the movie. Yeah, probably. Because we get the worst crying acting I've ever seen in my life, on for one. Um, and, you know, I know, like, how did he, did Harry script this for yeah. MJ? Well, also, <laughs> like, yeah, so Harry's like, I have to break Peter's heart, so I'm going to um, terrorize this woman who I just saw nay 10 minutes ago, and we, like, had an awkward moment, but, like, we were really getting along, and now I'm literally kidnapping her and forcing her at, like, essentially gunpoint to break up with her boyfriend, no questions asked. Insane. And Mary Jane is like, you're an asshole, Harry, but like, but also doesn't seem perplexed by this behavior. Yeah, I would say. Like, also, like, I'm gonna fucking go all out with this breakup. 
Well, I think that she was actually very upset because she had real tears. Yeah. No, she was like, okay, well, this is terrible for many reasons, but also, here's here's what's going on, you little shit. Also, like, these aren't even the reasons why I want to break up with you. There's so many others. Yeah. But Harry told me these, <laughs> that there's <laughs> someone a, else. I have a time limit. Yeah. And during the coffee scene, I'm like, Peter, you can't get mad about not knowing that MJ got fired. Maybe you should have asked her more questions about her life. Like, that is not on anybody but you. It is not... She's clearly upset. It is not her obligation to, like, just come and blurt it out if she doesn't want to. Because clearly it's super painful. Just, like, fucking ask a question. Honestly, when she says, like, I'm lonely, like, you're never there for me, like, that is all genuine. Yeah. It's just... It's just so infuriating. But, uh... I mean... Harry's plan was weird, but I guess it worked. And how how does he get out of that coffee shop? I just want to know. I want to know what he did. Because when we, the you know, he, he does this, like, smile, wink at, at Peter, and then a truck passes by and he's gone. You can see the guy in the coffee shop behind him, like, looking around, being like, where the hell did that guy go? Well, whew. They're trying to make a lot of uh, Batman comparisons. Yeah. I, I just want to uh, know. With Bernard. Bernard or whatever. Bernard. Bernard. Well, Bernard. Um, I do have a question about Venom. So, if I'm going to be Venom as Spider-Man, is it mandatory that I look like a Fallout Boy fanboy, or is that just optional? I think it's mandatory. I think it's mandatory. It is not optional. If you do not have bangs, like okay, now you'll know that I'm Venom because of my hair. It's like so funny. And both times. It's so funny. Both times he becomes Venom. And, you know, I don't know if it's ever confirmed, but I love that the idea that this is Peter's idea of somebody that is cool and edgy. It's just to swoosh the hair and wear darker clothes. I also love... You know, it's, it's 2007. We're lucky that he didn't hit up Hot Topic after this. Yeah, I mean, he did have eyeliner on and I mean, I know everyone or most people have probably seen the video of him like walking down the street without the music playing, but like seeing it in the movie, I still just love that like the people around him are like, what the fuck? Like yeah. you suck. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you serious? I am trying to go places. Stop pointing at me. You weird man. And I actually feel really bad for Gwen Stacy in this scene because I think she just genuinely likes him and... He's like, once again, being a piece of shit, yep. using her, like, and I like that she apologizes to um, Mary Jane, like, yeah. when she leaves. When she realizes that how fucked up this is. Oh, hold on. I'm going to rewind a little bit because yeah, I, I skipped over my favorite fight scene, which oh. is when uh, Peter goes to confront Harry at the penthouse. And oh yeah, and they kill Harry again. Sure, yeah. You know, <laughs> he's got he doesn't quite have nine lives, but every moment of this scene, I mean, spoilers, this is my favorite scene in the movie. Just it sticks with me. It's so like from the start, Harry does not turn around, he's like, Would you like a drink? And like he's so smug. Peter is trying so hard to be like Angsty. cool. But it's also funny because Harry is like, I protected you in high school, and now I'm going to kick your ass. And he's like, ooh. 
it's and the fight I feel like is actually it's very good. Uh, you know, everyone's just getting thrown into walls and through windows. Sticks a dagger through him. Yeah, that's the first thing he does fine. is stab him. <laughs> and uh, you know, and it all caps off with the pumpkin bomb getting whipped back in his face. Which is so much that like he literally like throws it, it explodes, he walks away like a car just like flipped in an action movie, and we're like, Okay, so yeah. Harry's died again. Yeah. But like when I I remember like seeing that in theaters and I was like, that was cool as hell. <laughs> like Really? I pretty, well, like, you know, aside from the character motivations, I was like, that was a cool move. I did not feel that way. I felt like you just killed your friend well, because yeah, you wanted I mean, to be Venom. I'm just I'm sp- Strictly speaking, from an action standpoint, here it's a cool shot, a cool Spider-Man move. Had it been directed at anybody <laughs> except Harry, it just kind of spiraled into like this faux Batman movie where Bernard's trying to be Alfred but not as good, yeah. and like Harry becomes Two Face. Like I don't know what were they doing. And I, I want to say that I, between, uh, you know, the the Venom symbiote being briefly mentioned, like, we see it early, obviously, it goes onto the suit, and then we have that conversation with Dr. Connors. I forget that Eddie Brock becomes Venom, because he's not, Eddie Brock is not in this movie for, like, a good chunk in the middle. From you the can Gwen tell Stacey Sam Raimi, like, doesn't want to deal with it. Right, and the most interesting stuff doesn't involve him, and it's all in the middle of the movie. I mean, I guess they, he tries to do it with, like, this competition between him and Peter for this photo. Yeah. It's just, I think, you're totally right. Like, it, it starts to, to decline at this point. The church scene. Eddie, 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 Eddie. You can't pray. You can't pray for God to kill somebody. You can't do that. It's so no, dumb. No one was in that church, otherwise they would have thrown you back out. I just... I don't know. This was so contrived. With the bell tower, like, all of it. We don't know Eddie enough to care as much as we're supposed to care. I don't feel bad for him because... Yeah, they don't he, show he why faced... his life is falling apart. We're told, like, if if this happens, like, you're going to ruin my life, basically. And I believe him, but, like, I don't know what that means. But like that, it doesn't matter. We don't know you. Where's Eddie you Brock were... Sr.? Right. You were... <laughs> <laughs> Just, you, need, you need him in your life. Yeah, I mean, he fakes the picture... And he makes a lot of assumptions about Gwen. That's all we know about him. And I'm just like... And he's trying to take Peter's job. I actually don't mind that stuff. I'm like, okay, this is an ambitious person. And he's like trying to get ahead. And even him like doing the false photo, I'm like, yeah, that just shows like what he's willing to do for this job, which is like not good. It like shows a lot about his character. But I'm like, that could have been an interesting plot. You know, I would have liked Eddie Brock to have been in the other movies and had this like competition thing going He's so beaten down that he like resorts. Like he was kind of an intern or something. Right. And Peter, they keep using Peter's photos. They're not taking Eddie's photos. And then he's so beaten down that he resorts to faking it. Yeah. And then Venom Peter, you know, would have actually been like friends with him and still was like, no, fuck you. I'm going to ruin your life. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what they also wish. So they just tried to like put it all in. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't quite hit for me. Why does Venom have webs? Even as Eddie Brock Venom. Because, like, the whole cars are in, like, Venom webs. That's a good question. 
Is it because, like, Venom was once with Spider-Man, so he, like, holds on to those powers, kind of? Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, like, the the simple, like, comic explanation seems to be that when Venom formed, merged with Peter for the first time, they, like, mixed, like, kind of genetics. So even when, when Venom is now separated, he can keep those abilities. I think this is all cool stuff. I didn't have a lot of notes about this ending. We're just at the scene. construction site, really, right? Yeah, I mean, unless you had other stuff. Uh, nope, I don't think so. To kind of set the scene, we've got Sandman and Venom teamed up. Venom, Eddie Brock Venom. Yep. Um, Sandman's, like, kind of protecting the area. Venom, Eddie took, once again, kidnapped Mary Jane. She can't catch a break. Um, she's in a taxi cab in a bunch of webs. And Peter's like, Harry, we have to become best friends again so we can team up and save Mary Jane. And he's like, nah, brah. But then he shows up and it's really sweet. It was a nice moment for them after, you know, Bernard finally gets through his, his Alfred moment. Skull. Which just like, oh yeah, by the way, your dad definitely killed himself because it was his own glider which doesn't prove anything like why didn't you say this shit two years ago man you could have you could have saved everybody so much trouble if if uh, whatever whatever bernard <laughs> go get some food bernard yeah um i don't have too many particular notes it's a fun fight and uh, for a movie that is definitely crammed with too many villains and characters they give everybody like something to do in this fight, and it's it's fun to watch. Even Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah. I think that the way that they kill Venom is awesome. Like yeah. the whole sound thing, and like him putting together that little cage was really cool. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And then Eddie going in to try and save Venom was like, I felt like what we see in like the Tom Hardy Venom, like that felt like very Eddie Brock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that must be something comic related, like that so. connection that they have. I st- yeah, I do. I mean, obviously, I do really like that scene. Uh, very quick thinking from Spider Man in that moment. Yeah, and uh, I did notice on this watch through that when the pumpkin bomb explodes, you can see Eddie's skeleton for a second, Oof. which reminded me of the one oh, in the yeah. first movie that just oh, vaporizes God. people. The effects in the first one. Little more subtle than that, but things really change. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that, um, like you said, you can tell that Sam Raimi really didn't want to work with the character of Venom. And the, his Venom is just kind of lame. I mean... We don't see still, him as Venom very much. Right, and you know, because it always opens up the suit. Just you see his face. horrible fake teeth. I don't... I did not like that choice. And you're probably right. You said that it would have been probably a bit much for them to animate the face or too expensive. But I just... I, I am not particularly threatened by Topher Grace's face, even if he does have fangs. And I guess they, they cap off the final fight with um, Spider-Man has the conversation with Flint where they like, talk about what actually happens and he forgives him, which was like a nice moment, if, if slightly unnecessary, I think. And then Harry dies. Yeah. Harry really, he, he took one for the team. I, I feel bad. I wish he didn't have to die, but also, I don't know. I don't know what would have happened if he didn't die in this movie. Like, 
I know. It was, like, the only way, but he's, like, I really liked that they made him, like, a good person in this movie. Yeah. Even, like, at the end. Yeah. You know. It makes it, it made it harder to watch him die, which I guess was the point. But I'm like, damn. Like, he doesn't have that many people left. And then Mary Jane, terrible taste in men, forgives Peter. I mean. You deserve better, MJ. They're due to have a very long conversation about this at the very least. Probably not. <sighs> and that's now. that's the kibosh. Saved on, by the police scanner in the movie. On Tobey Maguire's. Yeah, that's the trilogy. Um, I mean... Well, should we wrap up this particular movie? Just like our favorite scene? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as favorite scene... I already said what mine is, which was the fight at the penthouse. What about you? My favorite scene was the first fight with Harry and Peter. I thought it was shot really beautifully and like down to like when he's like dropping the ring Mm. and it's like in slow motion and like there's like a lot of glass flying in that first scene and I think the slow motion is done really well in that. Um, And we get to see like all of the new goblin powers and... I mean, obviously Spider-Man's powers, but like, I don't know. It was just really cool. Yeah. I actually had a a small note about the ring thing that I I forgot to mention, which I just, that was a really cool aspect of it. And it's very frustrating to see him keep missing it. But I actually, for some reason, thought that he never got it until later in the movie and like found it somewhere else. Yeah, I didn't remember even how he like refound it, yeah. but um, I just thought that was a really well done visual scene. And then my second favorite is the the birth scene, as I was calling it. Yes, my notes. yes, ah, very beautiful. Yeah, when he like reaches to pick up the necklace and his hand like breaks through. Yeah, it. Mm. and it's just like there's no words, like yeah. there's no dialogue, which is good. All right, so yeah, final thoughts on these movies these three i mean look this is not anywhere near a perfect movie or a great movie i don't know what i would give this out of 10 but we all know that this did not do well critically i think it did very well financially um and i do wish that this trilogy if it had to remain a trilogy would have had a better movie to cap it off um but I, I stand by that, like, the first, you know, like, 80 minutes of this movie are, like, really strong. Like, I would, I would dare say, like, stronger than, like, the first or second movie in some ways. And part of that's just because it's, like, more modern and, like, they were able to do a lot more with the visuals. But I think that they had, like, such a good movie on their hands if they hadn't had to deal with all the Venom stuff. Yeah. And it's like we have two full movies worth of character development and plots that they get to really dive into. And, um, yeah, I mean, the guy that forced Venom into this has apparently come around and was like, that was a bad idea, and I'm going to try not to, like, meddle with it again, but I, I think he's still doing it. But I agree. I mean... This movie gets a lot of flack, and I do think that there are a lot of... There's a lot of good stuff here, but the... the um, I would say the sum is, you know, less than the parts, unfortunately. It's really but, hard for me to separate, like, how much I dislike 
how Peter is in these movies with liking the movies. Yeah. Like it really prevents me from being like, oh man, I really loved the second movie because I get so frustrated watching Peter in it. That That's fair. I mean, you get a lot of watching Peter do frustrating shit. Um, but hey, that's, you know, that's a valid interpretation of the character, I guess. I'm glad that they are not kind of following through with uh, Peter being so annoying anymore. I do think that the first movie is still probably my favorite of these. And I think it's the most, for me, the most rewatchability. And part of that is because of like Willem Dafoe and like the Goblin is so iconic that it's like, and it's kind of corny. Like it reminds me, once again, I'll bring up Fantastic Four. There it is. Um, If you're playing a drinking game at home, drink every time I bring up Fantastic Four. But it kind of has like that same vibe of movie where it's like kind of hokey, but like they're so serious. Yeah. Um, And I don't know. I just, I kind of put it in that same category. I agree too. Um, After watching the trilogy again twice, twice now, we've watched the trilogy twice in two years. And I know the second movie is definitely like gets the most hype, but I'm with you. Uh, the first movie just has something about it for me, too. Yeah, like, there's, like, Goblin or Osborne and, like, Doctor Doom have, like, a lot of similarities. Yeah. And part of it is, like, the actors have, like, a similar vibe going on, but. Yeah. I, I can't believe that we're, we're one series down. Um, it's going to be fun to talk about the amazing Spider-Man movies, because... We watched uh, we watched the first one last year. We didn't really talk about it so much, and the second one I feel like is going to have a similar kind of discussion to this movie. A lot going on. Um, it's it's funny now that you know we're obviously we're leading up to the release of No Way Home, and now we're going to have I can't say three trilogies, but three Spider-Man series capped off by movies with a lot going on, and I hope that No Way Home can actually handle it. I am kind of worried, but, you know, I I will choose to have faith. All right. So any other? Uh, I don't have any more observations, but, uh, you know, if there's any huge fans of Spider-Man 3 out there, I would love to hear your reasoning. If you don't think Peter is a bad boyfriend, let us know, because... I feel like there's a lot of discussions to be had here. Um, And if there's anything that we didn't talk about for this or for the Raimi trilogy as a whole, hit us up and let us know because I know there's there's a lot going on with these movies and people love them. All right. So um, if you don't know where to find us, go to our Instagram, which is at Into the Superverse. You can email us at intothesuperverse at gmail.com and definitely leave us a five-star review on iTunes, preferably. Please, please, please help get the word out. And we will see you on our next episode and I hope you enjoy as we continue our Spider-Man marathon. And we are out out of of the the superverse. superverse.